Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Fancy Waiver Wire and Friends. We're here today with Patrick Hellman of Possession Arrow Podcast. All right, guys, before we get started, I want to be talking about Underdog Fantasy. If you are using Underdog Fantasy promo code FWW, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's free freaking money. If you used it last week, you could have added Debo Samuel over under one receiving yard to your bet slip. Are you kidding me? That is printing money. So use promo code FWW at Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match. Let's get into the episode. Patrick Hellman. Possession Hello. Arrow Podcast, NBA aficionado. Oh. How the heck are you? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I sh- actually, I should thank you, Robbie Simpson, for having me on Fantasy Waiver Wire. I guess uh, we might be doing this more regularly so I can be considered a friend of the show. That's right. Friend of the show, Patrick Hellman. Patrick Hellman, Piero247 at Twitter, mm-hmm. Possession Arrow on Instagram. Let's get into the NFL action here, boys. So what surprised you the most this division? I guess let's just break it down game by game. Bengals, mm-hmm. Titans, break down to me what happened well in that game and what went off the rails. Uh, what happened well was all those sacks by the Titans. They were just... What was it, nine of them? Nine. Tied, tied a record for <laughs> Joey B. That guy's going to be so, so sore. So, oh man, they were beating him up, but the fact that he got still over 300 yards, like that isn't, is crazy. The first half was quite boring. I got (laughs) to say it was the, the score going after halftime was nine, six, like, wow. But then it just turned up. Jamar chase is so good. Uh, Good at football. Hot take Jamar chase. Good at football (laughs) right here. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh it was just it was a really fun game to watch at the end and i feel so bad for ryan Tannehill for throwing oh come that on pick at the end there he lost uh, the game uh yeah so i don't feel bad for him he lost the game he threw three picks when yeah. deonta foreman had that huge run i think it was in the second quarter where he just took off it was like a 45 yard run he looked so good and everyone's like okay perfect titans are gonna go score here Mm-hmm. he used the most predictable play call where he threw that like you know basically a screen to the outside there were three defensive backs waiting for that and somebody picked it <laughs> off like yeah. it was the most obvious play call we all saw it we saw the snapper like oh this is where it's going and you know who else thought that the Cincinnati Bengals so I don't feel <laughs> bad for Tannehill Tannehill has Derrick Henry who's a top five dynasty let's not even worry about dynasty number one football player in all of fantasy football right now, you've got AJ Brown, who's a top five wide receiver and Julio, Julio Jones, who isn't a slouch, who is kind of new to the playoffs thing, but like, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. AJ Brown had 142 yards in a score. He looked absolutely unreal. And that was with Tannehill only throwing for like 240. So like, I don't feel bad for Tannehill. Tannehill lost them that game. You could tell Derrick Henry didn't look fantastic. He wasn't super, super healthy. Um, no. I actually found a, I found a bet on a sports book where it was, Derrick Henry to score the first touchdown plus 450. So, you know, I slammed $10 on of that. Of course. Wish I threw a couple extra zeros, but I, <laughs> I chickened out. But still, like, you know, like for me, that was a pretty obvious bet and it hit. Mm-hmm. The guy's got 45 bucks in his account, finally. Um, Chase looked fantastic, 109 yards. Higgins looked pretty good, aside from that crazy drop on that third down. Oh, but, that but was he a backbreaker. Yeah, but he still put up almost 100 yards. I don't mm-hmm. feel bad for Tannehill. 
And but I do agree with you. It was a pretty boring game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and on that last pick, why was he throwing it to Westbrook Akina? You got AJ Brown, you got Julio. Give it to your playmakers. Why are you throwing it to a third receiver on your team if that? That aside from AJ and aside from Julio, nobody had more than sixteen receiving yards. Oh, so like, Jesus. <laughs> Tannehill, what are you doing? Like, I don't feel bad for Tannehill. Tannehill blew it. I don't know he what did. his contract looks like, but like they need to start looking. I'm not saying that they need to replace mm. him right away, but like I'm not saying that they need to keep him either. Um, something that really kind of bothered me about that game was just like not bothered me, actually. It was more impressed. This is why you draft a kicker. If you find a kicker that you like in real life football, in fantasy football, I mean, aside from Justin yeah. Tucker, I mean, do do what you gotta do. But like yeah. I think they drafted McPherson in like the third round or something. People were kind of giving him the eyes. And I don't know if McPherson ever has to buy another drink in the city of Cincinnati, you know, like as a rookie kicker, he looked at Joe Burrow. This came out after the game, but he looked at Joe Burrow before he kicked the game. He's like, guess we're going to the conference championship kicks a 52 yarder. (laughs) Like the kids got ice in his veins. I love him. I love the story. Just like walking out like, well, I guess we're going to the AFC championship boys and heads out and just, slices it and right down the middle and freaking nailed it and you know that he knew ball, it like, too oh yeah when you see it when you see like that like the he's almost from, like he, he kicks it he looks at it and he's just like yep here we go yeah so sick well and um the Bengals got four game balls and they went to the big Bengals bar in nashville and gave mm-hmm. the bar one of the balls oh cool uzoma i think i think i know uzoma was there i think mixon and boyd went and they gave the ball to the to the to the bar which is the, so cool they did not have to do that not at all but that I mean, it just shows how much the city and every kind of person within not only just a part of the team but mm-hmm. you know these little bars in this just are so pumped Who that day? the bangles are are rolling yeah. and yeah. it's for it's like great things to come well and what's super neat is like even if the bangles have a couple crappy years that bar is popping because mm-hmm. they've got that game ball people are going to go to go see that game ball which is so so cool mm-hmm. uh second game of the day niners packers give it to me oh that that hurt that i will i had money down from the, at the beginning of the season i put 25 bucks down for the packers to win it all you're not they a were, betting guy so that's that's a lot of money I, that's you know what? that's your mortgage <laughs> guys mortgage free no i wish um it was matt lafleur that said if we're gonna lose this game it's gonna be because of the special teams or something like it was something like sells the boys out pretty much and what lost it the special teams did you Um, see oh their special teams was absolute crap but on the game i guess for them the game losing field goal they only had 10 guys on the field Mm -hmm. i didn't see that but I got an alert on my phone after that. They were like, oh, they only had 10 people. And I was like, no way. Click on it. They show the picture. I was like, oh, that, that stings even more. Yeah. But the whole momentum of the game, once there was that blocked punt for the, for the score, it, the Packers were doing a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. The weather got really bad, but they just, they looked even worse. Yeah. It, it was, from, from what I remember hearing all week, was that California teams, when they go to Green Bay in the playoffs, they only put up 13 points, which is mm-hmm. why I'm like, well, pile on the Packers then. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they only put up 13 points, but the Packers only put up 10. So <laughs> <laughs> the analytics were, they nailed it, which never happens, especially with like kind of like an anomaly stat like that. And sure enough, 13 points was good enough to beat Aaron Rodgers, which sucks. I think Rodgers, not to say he deserves better because the Packers are an incredible organization. And mm-hmm. aside from this offseason, this most recent offseason, they've, they've treated him really well. Um, but it just sucks, man. The guy's so talented. He's only been to one Super Bowl. It sucks. Like He's a guy that should have been there probably another two. Like, if he was there three times, would have been fun Super Bowls to watch. I'm not saying, I just, oh, yeah, if only he went into the, instead of the Rams, remember that Patriots-Rams one where it was like 10 to 3? Uh, yeah, that, that was, was a good a, one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Real barn burner, that guy. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one, right? But uh, on the other – sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, Rodgers, that it just was so lackluster. It didn't really look like him. He only finished with, like, what, sub-250 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, no touchdowns, no nothing. And when I when they had that first drive that went for a score, I'm like, here we go. This is, is going to be, like, a 27-10, 27-13 yeah. game. And then they just fell flat. I don't know what happened, but um, do you think Rogers stays now in Green Bay? I, I, I do think Rogers stays. Um, I think that the real deciding factor, I think Rogers' play call or his execution was kind of weird where it was like, we're going to run the ball the first two downs and then we're going to throw for a big play on the third one and then it won't, won't happen. Like, look at this weather. I don't know mm-hmm. why we're throwing the ball for 40 yards and not dinking and dunking for 10 and 15 because like right. those, Devontae Adams could beat anybody every single time for 10 to 15 yards i don't care who it is he's got the best feet in the entire league mm-hmm. why aren't we using that mvs esb they've got really quick feet too they can be chipping away at these 10 15 yards they might not be getting the huge gains but like let's just win the football game like i think roger stays because well for a bunch of reasons if he plays one more season he'll then have uh, big ben's record of most games with only one franchise which I think it's pretty important to him because he wants a statue. When, when I listen yeah. to anybody talk where I'm like, that guy's pretty pompous and he wants the world to recognize him. Aaron Rodgers, and I, I think he's dope and I think he's incredible, but he is very high on himself, right? Like he, yeah. He's, yeah. whether he is or he isn't, he always thinks he's the smartest person in the room. Those people want statues. So I have mm-hmm. a feeling that he's going to stay in Green Bay because if he goes anywhere else, I think that kind of same thing with LeBron, you know, like LeBron left Cleveland. I think he'll still have a statue in Cleveland. I do, but he left Cleveland to go to Miami. Well, that kind of hurts his legacy here. Then he goes back to Cleveland and you're like, yo. Yeah. And then, and then he fades back again. So it's like, kind of like, uh, I don't know. I think Rogers stays. Do you think he stays? I think he stays too. Um, I think the whole thing at the beginning of the season where he's like, I want to be traded. And then with Gudikins, he's like, he's the worst, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. This is the last dance, yada, yada, yada. I think it was a lot of smoke and mirrors um, and mostly it was just to force Packers hand to kind of, it was like a last ditch effort to be like, show me that I care or you mm-hmm. care about me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause ever since the Jordan love draft, he's kind of felt like he's such, kind, such a putting the back. It is. So, I mean, they thought he was the next thing. I, seeing him this season for those, that one game versus the chiefs mm-hmm. awful, yeah. looked terrible. Um so, yeah, I think Rodgers stays. He, what, put up almost 40 touchdowns to four picks this year? The guy's the MVP. The guy's, yeah, back and back-to-back back now. I think he stays. He said he doesn't want to be involved in a rebuild. But right now, the Packers are going to be $40 million under the cap with a ton, 
a ton of space in 2023. And we all know that all these really good GMs can be doing, you know, contract gymnastics and they can be pushing things to 2023 or pushing 22 to 2024 until eventually it catches up to you. Like that's what the saints were doing forever. while they still had drew Brees. There was a point last year where they were 110 million over the cap right now. They're still 74, but we know Loomis is going to somehow keep pushing it. Eventually when you run out of a really good quarterback, like the saints might just have to eat that cap space now, knowing that like, not only are we in the same division as like Tom Brady, but like mm. we don't have Drew. So they really don't have a chance if they don't have an elite quarterback. So they might just be like, blow it up, you know, mm-hmm. which is what the Packers might do a couple of years from now when Aaron Rodgers calls it quits. He's not retiring. We know that. I really don't no. think he's going somewhere else. But like I said, they're 40 million over the cap, but they still have to squeeze a couple guys in, important guys like Devontae Adams. He's gonna be he's gonna be getting close to 20 mil. And he's mm-hmm. gonna, so his first cap, first year of cap space is gonna be like 30. We need a second receiver, both MVS and uh, St. Brown. They're both, they both need a new deal. Uh, Kevin King, he needs a new deal. Robert Tunyon, who honestly, I think he's very replaceable, but he needs mm. a new deal. So they, they need a tight end. They can probably go draft somebody. Um, I think they'd be way better off with like Pat Fryermuth. So like you can go get a third or a fourth round tight end and replace Robert Tunyon. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay is because it's not a rebuild, but the Niners, the Niners special teams won them that game and the Packers special teams lost them that game. And that's what I really think it came down to, but some cool stats that came out of that game were Elijah Mitchell has an NFL high 274 touches without a drop or a fumble. Now I don't want to jinx that. <laughs> that's a lot of balls, but this, this kid's also a rookie. Yeah. A rookie. And he missed probably four or five, six games. Like he missed a big chunk of change between like his knee his ankle and that concussion. And the other cool stat that I found was that the Niners are the second, third best team in their division. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. keep up with that, right? Because they're the third yeah. best team in their division. Yes. Yeah. It's the second time that they're going to make the conference championship since the 1985 Patriots. Oh, wow. That's, imp- that's impressive. I mean, they almost didn't make the playoffs. So the fact right? that they're in the, the game is wow. Okay, I'll give you one more. Okay, please. <laughs> There's been five seasons since 20, 2003 where okay. the Niners have had a winning record. Only five. They've made the conference championship all five, all five seasons. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty that's aggressive. That's crazy. Yeah, that <laughs> one's aggressive. Shout out to Shani. Hey, that one's pretty impressive. Um, Rams Bucks, go. Holy moly um that game i you know you kind of start watching you're like okay the rams are just walking away with this cam Akers looks so good which i don't know how that's humanly possible that the man tore his achilles and usually you know you do that season's gone we'll see you next year he's back and he's running with the wolves um the game was the Rams, and then they just had those turnovers, those sloppy turnovers that, you know, kind of kind of just were uh, – how should I put this? They were kind of edging Brady to like, hey, you want to you make it a game? You want, they were just trying to give it to him, and he made it a game. And it, it, all the, it was very reminiscent of the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah, That's very all true. I could think about. Because what was the – like, it was a huge deficit. It was – just the only bigger deficit was the Falcons one, right? Oh, I, d- I didn't know that. 
Um, but I, it was like 23 to three or something like it was pretty so, significant. Yeah. It was huge. So yeah. the fact that he tied it, I mean, just shows that Brady's still Brady. Yeah. Um, but that little, that blown coverage of Antoine Winfield mm. where Cooper Cup just ran right up and it was just that little moon ball that just Between dropped him right and Carlton in. Davis, nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you look at the replay, Sean Murphy bunting was like, he let up. He had he had Stafford, but then he let up. Um, so it was great game in the end. Um, but it, and it's going to be fun to see a whole new champion this year too. Yeah, totally. I mean, between the Acres fumble, then the Cup fumble, and then the mm. Mac game, then the Mac game miss. It, they opened the doors for Tom Brady just to do Tom Brady things, and that's why it was never out of the question. I was telling a bunch of the guys I was watching the game with, they're like, guys, this is still Tom Brady. Like, how many times yeah. have we seen it this season, never mind through the years, that this is what Tom Brady does? But Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah. Nine catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown. I was watching earlier in the day, actually, I was watching his combine, and that was the same year. It was a pretty weak wide receiver class, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, Corey Davis went number five. And so like, that's, that kind of remember. And, and we really didn't know anything about Corey Davis, but we're like, Oh no, he's got really good feet. And he blah, blah, blah. Well, mm-hmm. we'll take him really high. Steve Smith was either telling who was it, Rich Eisen or Michael Irvin that Cooper cup, as he was running the gauntlet, he's mm-hmm. like, I know you guys have Corey Davis. This is my wide receiver one. And I didn't know anybody thought that highly of him. Like I said, in the last episode, when I drafted in fantasy that year, you guys were like, who the hell's Cooper Coop? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> you're yeah. making fun of me. So the fact that Steve Smith, I mean, that was pretty neat to see. And Steve Smith was actually the last player to win the Triple Crown back in 2005. That's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, Vaughn Miller looked like he shaved about five or six years off of his career. He looked fantastic. The guy was running around like he was 28. He popped, like it's Super Bowl popped Brady in the mouth. Brady <laughs> actually got a flag for, for mouthing off, which I don't oh. know has ever happened. Um, and, uh, it was actually little, the first. A little boo-boo. Was it really? Oh, okay. It was See, the first unsportsmanlike conduct he's received. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Evans and Gronk, they looked really good, though they both had their drops. Evans still put up almost 120 yards and a touchdown. He had 16 targets. Oh man, he Brady was feeding him. Didn't matter that Jalen was covering, he was feeding. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was something else. I mean. What do we expect from Tom Brady in 2022? Is he still a buck? Is he on the couch? What are you thinking? I think he's still a buck. I think, I think, so too. I think he stays with the bucks. I think he's going to go at it year by year now. Uh, Cause he said he wanted to play till 45 and I think he's 44 right now. It's a lot of avocado ice cream. No, no, that's a lot of no tomatoes inflammation. <laughs> so if he stays, Arians and Gronk stay, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think they run it back one more, at least one more year. I think so too. Bruce Arians said that there's reports of him saying that, like, oh, I'm contemplating retirement. But the last report I read from Arians was literally him saying, if Tom retires, I still like the guys we have on this roster, which are Gabber and Trask. So if you're already thinking, like, but if Tom's not here, I've got these guys, you're not retiring, Bruce. So freaking chill yeah. out. And he also said that he's not afraid to look behind door number two, which is kind of how they got Tom Brady, where you just grab a vet, you know? Mm. Um, I really like that. I'm not a huge Kyle Trask guy, certainly not a Blaine Gabbert guy. But fun fact, Mitch Trubisky and Blaine Gabbert are the only quarterbacks to throw two touchdowns and no interceptions in the playoffs. (laughs) 
where well, you the pull fun? that stat I'm, out of? BlaineGabbertRocks.com. <laughs> As um, an CEO. I was a big Chad Henney guy. I don't hate Blaine Gabbert either. Uh, um, I mean, Jacksonville Jaguar days were not kind to Blaine. Whatever. Bill's what? <laughs> That's the Jags. Bill's Chiefs. Uh, best game ever. This was the best weekend of football ever. Oh my God. No doubt. It was by, I can't remember a time watching football and being so entertained by all the games. I mean, we had, we had the Bengals game that was kind of boring in the first half. And then mm-hmm. we had the 49ers Packers. I mean, it was entertaining, but cause it was a close game, but not a lot of action. Mm-hmm. This chiefs bills guy game, loves action. I'm all about that action boss. <laughs> And this game was wild from start to finish. And just the last two minutes where with the 25 points or something were scored in the last two minutes, uh, some, something like that, which is just wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember, I was telling you this earlier. I would just remember sitting there and be like, okay, let's go, Alan. This is the legacy moment scores. Yeah. All right, Mahomes, here we go. Scores. Alan, baby. You got to do some scores. Guess what? Yeah. Like you're just like back and forth and yeah. Wild game. Tyreek just proved how fast he is. That was the easiest 19, 20 yards I've ever seen a receiver get. Yeah. Um, He's also lucky. He didn't get the penalty for doing the peace sign before he got in the end zone. I, I, I don't know where the taunting rule starts and stops. So you're right. And it, I, I don't know if the officials know like collaboratively either where it starts and stops. So you're absolutely right. Not something I'd want to be doing in that moment. Oh yeah. If you're that ref that throws that flag for that, ooh, there's death threats that are coming oh, yeah. at you. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the, where uh, Travis Kelsey was saying, Hey, I'm just going to go right down the middle. I'm going to make up my own route. And in, and then in the, uh, once the huddle broke, you can hear Mahomes go, do it, Kelsey, do it, do it. And then boom. And then he, oh, you could just see his eyes were on Travis the whole way out in boom. Like it's wild. That was the it's, craziest game. It's not fair. And like, I'm glad this game lived up to the hype because we were all heralding it mm-hmm. as like the Super Bowl. We got two Super Bowls mm-hmm. this year. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy that this one lived up to the hype. Um, might be the best football game I've ever watched. Really. Yeah. Um, it was really neat how all four games this weekend came down to a field goal yeah <laughs> and like as if right like special teams and defenses matter i know that we thought we could escape it every year we do right mm-hmm. every single team is like no we're gonna be build our team from the defense up and we're all like cool like it's all about offense and like when you think about a lot of the teams that are in it like you know like the Bengals have a pretty sweet offense you know the rams have a pretty like rams bills chiefs bucks like these guys have these teams have really good offenses However, it's all about defense in the playoffs, just like all these old heads will tell you. And we just, at least me, I'm always just like, yeah, okay, no, it, so-and-so is going to win because. The only game that didn't come down to defense was, unfortunately, the most exciting one. But yeah. if one of those teams had defense, you know, and the, Bill, the Bills have a great defense. We talked about they that They were number week. one. They, they? they were one. Yeah. I know I'm kind of putting my foot in my mouth. But, like, they'll either be, like, unstoppable Mm-hmm. or a little or slippery. super porous yeah and, and same thing with the chiefs the chiefs are built for turn for turnovers and same thing they'll either get four turnovers or four touchdowns 
-hmm. So it was really cool that all the games, despite, you know, the game plans went to a field goal. I thought that was super cool. I think Kelsey, he popped off for almost a hundred yards and a touchdown. Tyreek had 150 and a touchdown. Um, you forgot to talk about Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Well, 201 yards and a score. Two score. A score. Three score. <laughs> Four scores. The guy was unreal. Unreal. And people are kind of Stephon begging on Stephon Diggs. <laughs> See, I was going to say, people are begging on Stephon Diggs, and I don't think that's fair because it was all game plan. Of course, but, I mean, I personally expected more than what he end up with seven yards or something uh, i think it i think it was 15 okay oh, well he had like seven yards for the longest period of the no game. you know what i think it was seven yards was and it I think dawson, yeah. and i think dawson knox had 16 yeah so seeing those images from last year where he stood on the field and watched them uh with the afc championship i expected this year for him to be like you know what feed me at least eight to nine good targets and he was going to produce, but Gabe Davis was just open all over the field and got I, everything he wanted. I know what you're thinking. And I, and I agree. I thought he'd get more too, but I mean, so obviously we'd be happy if he had a hundred yards and two scores or a hundred yards, right? Like either mm-hmm. way, Josh Allen's not throwing for more than three thirty or whatever he threw for, yeah. right? Like that, that's kind of capped out. It just sucks that like, you know, the percentages were all kind of skewed obviously in Gabe's favor. Um, but Josh Allen's not going to throw 200 yards to Gabe Davis and then 120 yards to Stephon Diggs. Oh, right? hell no. So yeah. if, if one of those guys is open, if obviously Diggs is going to draw the stronger coverage, so Davis just really took advantage of it. It just sucks that for the first 15 of the 17 games this year, it was the Emmanuel Sanders over Gabe Davis mm-hmm. show. And mm-hmm. now finally Davis is getting that run. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both threw for over 325 yards or some three and a quarter, we'll say. And both rushed for over 65. Yeah. They I, the, both led their team in rushing. There was a part of the t- part of the game where I was like, it's all QB rushing right now. I think Josh Allen had 68, and I think Patrick Mahomes at 69. Which in itself is a nice. cool point. <laughs> Which in itself is a cool point. Um, Josh Allen has nine touchdowns in two games. Wow. <laughs> the record for the postseason is 11. He was on pace to destroy that. Wasn't it? Isn't it Flacco that has it? Well, I'm glad I didn't bet you. I was going to say, which three quarterbacks have the record at 11? And I was going to say, it's Montana, Kurt Warner, and who? And I was going to be like, for $20, can you get it? So I'm glad I didn't throw that <laughs> Damn, out. You no. should have just shut your mouth. And I was going to be like, and here's the hint. It was in 2012. Yeah, no. So I'm glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> Most importantly, though, the the biggest conclusion of this game is we have to change the overtime rule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you let that great of a game go down to that? You got to give the Bills a shot. That's so not fair. We need Mm -hmm. to change it. I'm not saying that we need to do the college rule or, you know, where you start at the 20. And I think that would be the best. And like, definitely we would all prefer it where you start Mm -hmm. at the 20 yard line and you go and score. And whether you kick a Mm -hmm. field goal or you score a touchdown, like the other team gets an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you just played 15 minutes of like basically like silver goal, you know, like if yeah. I go down and score a touchdown, then you can go down and score a touchdown and then we can kind of knock the clock and play chess, you know, like, yeah, right. I don't know the best option, but it's, there's better options than what we currently have, which is an upgrade from what we had before. 
oh the the kick for the win was the worst that was pretty greasy it was but anyway i mean as long as we get there's got to be petitions going because remember when who was it the the saints that that terrible pass interference call from the saints was it saints vikings or saints uh Rams? In, it was oh my gosh no, because Sam's Rams and Vikings was the immaculate reception too. That was this the Diggs one. The no, that was Saints. That was definitely Saints. Yeah, sorry, Saints. Yeah, Saints Vikings. Uh, hmm. I think it was Saints Rams. I'll give you a hint. It was definitely an NFC team. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the Rams. I think. Let us know if we're wrong. But that play and the public outcry led to, you know, that being a challengeable offense. Now, like mm-hmm, now co- mm-hmm. coaches can throw the flag and be like, no, check that for pass interference. So I think that maybe if there's enough, enough public outcry after this beautiful of a game, yeah, that we might be get, get a push toward a new overtime rule. Mm-hmm. Hope. Are the Cardinals in trouble? Because obviously the Rams are doing their thing. Obviously the, the, um, the Niners are doing their thing. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks, we don't really know what to expect with the Seahawks right now, but the Cardinals yep. started like what, 10 and 0? Or 9 and 0. It was 9 something and 0, like something, that. Like, something insane. They fell off a cliff and going into this offseason, let me just break this down for you. We've got Kyler Murray. He's going to be there mm-hmm. for eternity. Mm-hmm. Who are his running backs? Uh, Edmonds and Connor. Both free agents. Who are his receivers? Nuke. 30 years old and hurt. Kirk. Free agent. Rondell Moore. A uh, little baby. <laughs> little baby. And uh, AJ Green. Free agent. Who's his tight end? Ertsy Gertsy. Tight <laughs> free agent. So the, the whole offense is up in the up in the air. Long story short, I think they're in a lot of trouble. So right, yeah. Um, and you know, like the way they looked against the, like in the playoffs there, they looked terrible. They, they came out flat as hell. The, absolutely flat. So I don't know if maybe if Kingsbury can't figure it out next season, like, is, is he going to be put on a hot seat? He's already on the hot seat. There was a big meeting mm. the day after. And like, apparently it did not go well for him, the GM and um, the OC. Fair enough. I mean, you had this high powered offense this whole time and all of a sudden end of the season you end the season like five of the last six are losses mm. and then you get embarrassed by the rams yeah it's not a good look meanwhile colt mccoy is getting dapped up like yeah yeah right yeah we'll see we'll see uh, who arizona can attract because even their defense is getting kind of old too well, with JJ Chandler Watts Jones, yeah you know yeah jj watt so Baker, we, we don't know what we don't know if or how oh my god going. i forgot about that hit aye, aye, aye. and cam Akers kind of walked up on him and was just like like if you re-watch that that's taunting in my opinion yep because he did he did something i don't did he wave or was no, he, he kind of like kind of like he basically ai tylude him but without the, oh. the step over but oh. he like was kind of like like, big man on campus if you watch it yeah he he kind of billionaire struts away from him mm. yeah see and that's could have ended I mean, that guy's life 
the the dude like when you see the slow mo or the re- the replay when he kind of like falls back over, you're, none of his limbs are working, and he gets folded in half. He looks like a freaking scorpion. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like all the best goes out to him because that was a vicious. vicious he tweeted thing. the next day that he was he was feeling well, but oh, good. Um, something that just came to my mind, my mind now. Do you think when Antonio Brown left the field in the Jets game and he kind of like the YMCA when he walked away? Mm-hmm. Did you see what he posted on Instagram? Uh, yep. Bucks like the, eliminated. Where it looks like he's holding a sign that says Bucks eliminated. Do you think mm-hmm. he knew he was making himself a meme? I think so. Because that seems so random. Like what was I, that? I think, I think he was purposely trying to not only get under the skin of the Bucks, but try to create this meme of himself so it goes viral and everyone's like yeah what? he's basically he's basically like calling out like at dude with sign and you know like, oh yeah i forgot about that dude <laughs> <laughs> he's like there's it's town big enough for the both of us because he's from and, new york not okay he's obviously not going at dude with sign but like no that guy is from new york and you see what he uh he, uh what he said on a, some podcast that he wants to play with uh with Lamar Jackson, oh. Action Jackson. Uh, AB said that. Yep. Aren't uh, they both? Pod- I'm pretty sure they're both from Pompano. Maybe I have no I'm idea. Pretty sure yeah. they're both from the same hood. They're both from Florida. I know that. AB tweeted that, or AB said it on a podcast, and then uh, Lamar Jackson tweeted it out with the little purple devil emoji. Oh, the sexy one. Mm-hmm. that yes yeah, the yeah. sexy one the one that you usually find next to like a peach or something <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> you know your spicy emojis. tiktoks yeah <laughs> so we'll see um, what happens there i don't i, I hope so i don't i neat. don't think so maybe either. he wants maybe he wants to play there because doesn't his like aren't him and marquise related they're like uncle their oh, uncle yeah. nephew or their cousins or something i know they're related because marquise goes by hollywood brown and ab lives in hollywood florida Oh, okay. So I'm I'm 99% sure that they're related. Okay. I'm um, speaking of not being related to anybody. <laughs> did Jalen Hurts earn the Philly job? <sighs> yes and no. Okay. Uh, it's it's tough for me to give like an exact answer. I would give him one more year kind of to prove it because he did take us to the playoffs. In his, his first year starting. His, exactly um so that was great i like when i looked at the schedule i thought we would only win like seven games at most didn't have uh, I, w- I was like in a five to seven range um so the fact that we went nine wins playoffs everything was up from there mm-hmm. however he only threw for 16 touchdowns which is not what you want to see in a, in a quarterback especially your franchise quarterback he did run for a lot of yards and we were the and best a lot of touchdowns and we were their best rushing team, but I would love to see a little bit more of those passing touchdowns go up. I mean, our receiving core is that's not the best. That's where I'm coming in. Yeah. Um, hope so hopefully we either in the draft. I mean, it is a little bit of a weaker draft for, for receivers, um, but maybe we can draft someone that ends up surprising us or, Maybe the Eagles trade for uh, Calvin Ridley, and we can have a little dynamo one-two, one-two show. Um, we'll we'll see. But right now, I'm in the camp of give him one more year, see what he can do, and we'll go from there. 
Well, what's neat with him is you still have him for two more years. You don't get the franchise tag option because he's a second rounder, but you've got him for two years. I think in this next year, you'll find, you'll learn a lot about him. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly didn't have the Eagles making the playoffs. I think a lot yeah. of that is attributed to Ryan Fitztrack. That's tragic. Ryan, tragic. Ryan Fitztragic breaking his butt on a water slide. Um, <laughs> that's that's why he didn't play this year because he he hurt his butt on a water slide and broke some bone in his butt or something. So Ooh. there's going to be a thirty for thirty on Fitzmagic, and I'm very excited to watch it. Um, however, I think Hertz earned the job. He secured us the number one rushing team. He has no one to throw to his wide receiver one is 500 is 511 165 pounds yeah like i know i get it's devonta smith and i know that he's an anomaly but like eh. um yeah dallas goddard is awesome he wasn't healthy all year jalen hurts was playing on a high ankle sprain for you know the last five games of the year so i mean he definitely earned a lot of respect for those guys um he probably killed it in in uh, the locker room so i definitely think hurts earned the spot I just wish he was better at football. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Who knows? Maybe with this offseason coming up, he'll improve the the accuracy and we'll make like I said, maybe we'll get a receiver and it'll be bombs away with, yeah, with well, a little, nice little run. He might be one of those projects where it takes a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like what what it was with Debo Samuel too. I mean, like Debo wasn't this Debo until this season, right? Um, how right. soon is it to draft Debo and redraft leagues next year? How soon are you doing it? Oh man, I'm Debo, probably second or third. Really? I'm going to, he, I think it's up from, he's shown that he is the team. So now with San Fran kind of going towards the Trey Lance era, they might want like this first year, they might want to ease, ease him in a little bit more. So it'll be even more the Debo show. Um, the year after that, it might like who knows. It kind of depends on the Trey Lance's development, but yeah, I I am super high on Debo. He is gonna be just lightning and thunder for the for the 49ers next year. Okay, so you've got him after Cup. After Cup. Yeah. And you're taking Cooper Cup before him. No, I'm taking Cooper Cup before him. That's what I just said. So you're taking Cooper Cup. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're taking English, not my first language. (laughs) You're taking Cooper Cup and you're taking Devontae Adams. Yep. And Jamar Chase. Chase. And probably Justin Jefferson. And Chase? And Chase, yeah. And Tyreek Hill. Ooh. Ooh, see? See, that's a... I don't know, though. I I might go with Debo over Tyreek. You have Patrick Mahomes. I know, but you have like Debo has that rushing plus the receiving now. He's it's it's a toss up. That's a tough one. That's actually a toss up, but I would go with Debo. I'm going Hill because he's not getting tackled like Debo is. Well, he's so fast. <laughs> well, I, I just meant like he's not carrying the ball up the middle. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not fair. getting hit by linebackers. But Tyreek is also so fast, a lot more miniature than De- Debo's huge. Well, yeah, when you put him next to Smooth Kyle or Young Bryce, of course he's Smooth look. Kyle. <laughs> um, I think this is a bit of a hot take, and this is a total just, just me take. I think the Niners keep Jimmy because 
nobody he's making like 30 million like nobody really wants to pay him that because for some reason nobody trusts him but the mm-hmm. guy has like a 75 percent winning percentage all the guy does yeah. is win football games so i think they keep jimmy g because they love elijah mitchell they used a third round on trey sermon so i think they're going to definitely try and figure him out just because you know uh, just the draft capital they have mm-hmm. on them they've got debo i think they're going to try and use debo out of the backfield a little bit less because they don't want him to get hurt uh, Kelsey only had like 65 receiving yards in the last game. I think they can be using him more this season. And I think they move Trey Lance in the offseason. Oh. Because you can be getting a couple firsts for him. Think about they had the third overall pick and took Trey Lance. And they were offered a couple, they were offered Aaron Rodgers in a first, allegedly. Well, you would definitely get more than one first for Aaron Rodgers. So let's assume you would get two or three first rounders for that pick. That was before you didn't know what you were getting in Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Now you know he's very good and he's mm-hmm. everything is advertised. You can still get three firsts, maybe a little bit more, even though you've burned a year on his rookie rookie year or on his rookie contract, right? Because you know exactly what he's good at. So mm-hmm. say you get three firsts for him and you keep Jimmy G, who all he does is win games and he helps you manage the Eli Mitchell, the Trey Sermon, the Debo show. I think that there's a lot of teams out there who think that they're a good quarterback away from winning, who are very high in the salary cap. So I'm thinking of teams like um, if the Cleveland Browns were one year removed from Baker Mayfield, if they were one year further in the contract, they wouldn't re-up Baker and they would trade for Trey Lance because they honestly think that they are a good quarterback away from winning. They've got Nick Chubb. Mm. They've got the weapons outside. They have an incredible defense. If Tom Brady retires, I think that's a no brainer because most importantly, you're getting a really good quarterback, but you're only paying him like $4 million. So that's if the you, key thing. Yeah. If you are pressed up for salary cap, he's not costing you anything. He costs you as much as your, your third or fourth cornerback. Mm-hmm. So I think the Niners should keep Jimmy because nobody's going to want that contract. He's like, in my opinion, like Mike Evans and Dynasty, where as a Mike Evans owner, I'm not selling him low because yeah. the guy always performs. He has eight consecutive 1,000 yard re- uh, receiving years with probably like almost double digit touchdowns every single year. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to give me the value I want for him just That's because right. it's Mike Evans, right? It, it, and yeah. we're not picking on there's, but there's certain guys where you're just not going to, he's not a sexy name. Mm-hmm. But to me, he's worth a lot more to me than he is for you buying him. You're not going to give me what I want for him, which is the exact same thing with Jimmy G a team's not going to give them something sexy for Jimmy G because he's, you know, he's close to 30 and Mm -hmm. he's a game manager and he's making 30 million, but to the Niners, he's worth so much more than that. He's worth every penny. Right. That's why it's a very hot take, but I think they should move Trey Lance. Do you think then if they kept Jimmy G that they can win the whole thing? Took him to the Super Bowl. What was it? Three years ago. Yeah. Might be taking him to the Super Bowl this year. Like, I don't know. He hasn't. It's kind of hard to argue when you take a team twice to the Super Bowl and then you lose your job. <laughs> right? Like, what more does he have to do? <laughs> yeah. That, and you know, that, and this, another two teams that could go for Trey Lance, Denver and Washington. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope Washington doesn't because, well, they're in division, but like, yeah. Denver makes a, Denver makes a lot of sense. Because they, because they, they're one of the, forefront runners of believing they're a QB away from winning it all. Absolutely. And I don't know how you do that when you're in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, but you're right. Yeah. They, <laughs> but they are a QB away from being a playoff team for mm-hmm. sure. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, speaking of quarterbacks, do you take Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? Fantasy, fantasy. Fantasy-wise? Going going forward or? Yeah, going like forward. Dynasty. Uh, I would choose. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Just because he's just a little bit more proven within fantasy. He's gotten those high numbers consistently all the time. And mm-hmm. with Josh Allen, I feel like it was this season and last where he finally started to post outrageous numbers in fantasy he's only played three um, seasons but yeah for sure yeah well his, yeah, you're his really rookie, nitpicking here i am i am well this season i just remember looking in our like in our fantasy matchups and just seeing him like oh yeah he threw three picks but he ran for 120 yards and two rushing touchdowns so yeah. he's still at 20 something plus points yeah. um which is which is great but mahomes has just got that cannon He's they're they're so creative. Andy Reid is just a genius. It's all those hamburgers he eats. Did you hear <laughs> his metaphor for going to the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, I About did. Chocolate yeah, cake. chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, a reporter asked him, like, "Oh, how's it feel? You know, now, now you've already been to the Super Bowl a couple of times. Like, is your desire still there?" He's like, "It's a lot like chocolate cake. Just because you've had one slice doesn't mean you want two or you don't want two or three. It's like." <laughs> I believe this guy. All of his references always go back to food. I'm like, (laughs) he knows the people. It's because he's got barbecue sauce on his wrist or something. Like, Of course. The guy doesn't miss a meal. (laughs) I, too, probably go Patrick Mahomes, but they are my one and one and a half. Mm -hmm. Like, they are, they are so close to perfect it's i i much prefer patrick Mahomes' decision making when i see that Mahomes is throwing the ball 45 times for some reason i just assume he's thrown for more yards than josh allen is you know i'm assuming that he's thrown for four touchdowns but i'm also assuming that josh allen threw for two and probably ran one in so like Mm -hmm. you know the points Mm kind of add up Mm -hmm. um in real life who would you go Mahomes. yeah 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 i think so too david carr or tua Ooh, um, I'm going to go with Tua. Good, because David Carr's in a booth. Do you want Derek Carr? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that changes it up now. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, um. <laughs> I'm Zia, Tua. Younger guy. He's now going to have a new coach who could maybe, you know, unleash his full potential and mm-hmm. not just continuously tell him, I wish we had Mac Jones. I wish you weren't here. <laughs> I wish we, I wish your name was Deshaun. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and when it gets comes to uh, Derek Carr, he kind of like he put up numbers like with yardage wise, but his mm-hmm. touchdown to interception ratio was not great. Mm-mm. No, I I think that's really tough. I think they're always for me whenever I'm doing rankings and stuff. They're they're both in the at the high end, they're number 15, you know, in mm-hmm. low end, they're number 25. And they're mm-hmm. usually somewhere in the 20, you know, 20, mm-hmm. 21, 22. They're always kind of there. I never love a matchup, but I never hate a matchup. Usually neither of them are going to win you a week or lose you a week. They're both just vanilla, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would probably go, I think I'd go Derek Carr. Just Ooh. because more often than Tua, he's, he's likely to get you those yardage that yardage he's going to sling the ball and that's that's what at least for fantasy I, th- I think i'd be leaning towards Derek carr especially if he can get his boy Devonte adams over there 
Oh. Now that's going to be tough because we know Adams is going to follow Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't follow Rodgers, he's got to be leaning towards this Fresno State alum. You know, like that's he's got a connection there. Do you go Lockett or Deontay Johnson? I'm going to go with my boy Lockett. Really? Um, just because I have him in fantasy. So if I just, okay, you're just trying to boost his stock a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, for all the listeners out there, <laughs> uh, Lockett, he's, he's kind of becoming more of that boomer bust type of dude. Yeah. Um, he will either put up 200 yards and three scores, or he puts up 69 yards. Oh, um, Stefan Diggs. If, yeah. Shout out. <laughs> With um, with Lockett, hopefully Russ stays there because he has been saying he wants to just like explore what's out there, not necessarily mm-hmm. saying he's leaving, but he just wants to see. I think that kind of sets a precedent, and uh, who knows if the Seahawks maybe just blow it up and try to form something new. If they yeah. blow it up but keep Lockett, not liking his chances. But when you look at the Steelers with Deontay Johnson, who's throwing them the ball? Is it yeah. is so Rudolph, is it going to be uh, Haskins? It, are they drafting some guy? Who who knows over there? And there are quite a bit of mouths to feed. You got Pat Fryermuth, you got Chase Claypool. Um, so with the new QB, what if he falls in love with the tight end? What if he falls in love with Chase? Who knows? So I'm gonna I'm gonna put my eggs in uh, Lockett's basket. That is the only argument where I I tend to agree with you is where. We don't know who's throwing the ball and that's, that's the real problem because if you get a rookie quarterback, who's only going to throw the ball, you know, to the end zone 10 times this year, you know, that's something we've got to consider. So I, I do agree with Lockett, but I do worry because we don't necessarily know who's throwing him the ball either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if it was on a mutual playing, playing surface, mutual quarterback, mutual this, I go Deontay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his route running in this last year and a half has just been exceptional. Just crazy. Uh, he's definitely caught up to Lockett where Lockett, definitely was had the had the advantage for sure i prefer deontay he's lockett's sneaky old he's like 28 or something and deontay is like 23 so oh deontay's younger than i thought oh yeah deontay might be 24 but lockett's sneaky old he played an extra year or two in college so yeah lockett's a little older than we than we tend to think it's just Mm -hmm. he's so little that you're just like oh yeah it's it's just a little and he he had the season last year where he was just catching some dimes in the end zone absolutely but that wasn't that wasn't rust this year you know yeah that's that's something to worry about for sure do you go mike williams or keenan allen i go keenan allen keenan allen's been the more consistent player within that offense Mm -hmm. um he's always getting a bunch of targets bunch of bunch of catches mike williams even just this year he was the man for the first four to six weeks yeah, where he was just putting up monster he was wide numbers. One. Yeah, and then he just fell off the cliff, and he mm-hmm. was posting very subpar numbers. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I like them both, but if it's one or the other, I go with Allen. I think so too. I think Keenan Allen is one of the premier route runners in the league. He's always been doing it. Uh, third round pick out of UCLA or something. He, he's very, very good at football. He keeps mm-hmm. getting weird tattoos, which as long as you're putting up numbers, it doesn't really matter. Get <laughs> as many weird tattoos as you want. Um, I really like Keenan Allen, especially, you know, we know he's there for the next couple of years and we, we're not too sure what, what's going to happen with Mike Williams. Another guy we're not sure where he's going to be playing is Chris Godwin, Godwin or DJ Moore. 
I'm going to go, Ooh, I like them both, but I'm going to go with uh, Godwin. Because I think he's going to, I don't think he stays in Tampa. I think he leaves. And I think he's going to go somewhere where he's going to be treated like a wide receiver one. He's going to flourish and do very, very well. Hopefully, I mean, with the injury that he has, hopefully it doesn't have any nagging concerns for the future. Um, DJ Moore, I mean, he's so shifty. He's so fast. He's got such good hands. But again, it goes back to quarterback. I don't like the Darnold experiment has not worked. Cam Newton has no arm anymore. He's just pretty much a glorified running quarterback. And even then he's not, he's just going between the tackles and it's like bully ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, once they figure that situation out, maybe they're another team uh, that gets into this QB hunt of the, of the off season. But, uh, but yeah, I would go with Godwin. I'm going Godwin too. I really like DJ Moore, but I just think Godwin has the opportunity to choose his offense. Mm-hmm. And unless you're Kenny Galladay, you would usually choose a favorable offense. You know, the reason <laughs> Kenny Galladay, the reason Kenny Galladay got the deal he did was because he was the only wide receiver available, like big name mm-hmm. aside from Juju, wide receiver that was like, you know, on the market. It, it was just a really good year for him to be on the market. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, a pretty weak wide receiver free agent class, right? This mm-hmm. year, off the top of my head, I can name you two of the, the best wide receivers in the league with Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin and um, you know Devonta. Shoot, Devonte. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that right there, that's I don't know, three thousand yards, twenty five hundred mm-hmm. receiving yards, right there. So the fact that these are just some of the names that we have off the top of our head, like this is a very deep wide receiver class. So mm-hmm. Chris Godwin should be able to choose a very favorable comp. Uh, competition for him and, and that's what I love now we're going to close off with who do you got this weekend start Niners Rams NFC uh, I'm going to go Rams even though mm-hmm. they lost both times to San Fran this season mm-hmm. um, I think they're just kind of the the darling child of the NFL it's with, with the teams that are left in the playoffs it'll be really interesting to see if there's any going to be any kind of sneaky suspicious flags uh, to yeah. try to try to bring the Rams to the Super Bowl. Um, but their defense has been playing out of this world. You were saying before how Von Miller has shaved yeah. years off his career. He's playing out of the out of his mind. Um, you got obviously Aaron Donald too. You got Jalen Ram. So that defense looks scary. And Stafford is wheeling and dealing. Hopefully they don't keep making mistakes where they're fumbling the ball and trying mm-hmm. to give it to the other team. Um, so I'm going to go with Rams on that one. I'm taking the Rams too. Um, I really like if they can keep that momentum where they had in the first half of the game, I think it's a no brainer. They've got a really good run defense. You know, they've got Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller. They've got some guys in the middle too that can stop that. I think we might see a little bit of Trey Lance just to try and mix things up, but I think mm-hmm. the Rams got it. I'm not sure that the cover right now, the line's three and a half. I really like the Rams. They're at home. However, they play in the same state as the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So right now, there's huge calls for like, let's get the sea of red at SoFi. But the Rams are trying to limit ticket sales to strictly Rams fans, which they does, does yeah. that count as tampering? Like at it what point- should not be allowed. I hate it. But you have to put your area code 
when you buy tickets mm -hmm. so then they know you're not coming from San Fran but there'll be scalpers you'll, you'll see 49er fans there but between scalpers and you're trying to tell me that people in San Fran don't have friends in LA like grow up yeah fair yeah true <laughs> like it's not exactly a million miles away so I like the Rams but I think it's gonna be a very very interesting game I think it's gonna be the better of the two games this weekend second game Bengals Chiefs who are you taking going Chiefs. Me it, too. I, it's going to be a barn burner though. It's going to be another fun offensive game. Um but I'm going to take the the Chiefs even cuz what are what are they sitting at right now with uh They're 7 point favorites. Um we're, we're expecting 55 points in the game. Oh. Well, so even Vegas is like, yeah, they're oh, yeah. putting numbers. Um yeah, so I would definitely take the Chiefs at that and probably take ooh, 55 would, yeah, I'm going to go with the over on that one. I think I'm taking the over, and I think I'm taking the Chiefs line. Like, straight yeah. up, I'm taking the Chiefs to win by more than seven because the Bills, in my opinion, have a better offense than the Bengals. At least I feel like they can go tip for tap better mm -hmm. than, than the Bengals can. The Bengals are, are quite good, but it seems like they kind of plot. They always get their numbers, but it, it's slower. Josh Allen, there was nothing slow about that guy these oh, last two no. weeks. So I'm expecting the Chiefs to come out, especially because they're in home. And we know that Arrowhead is a very, very tough place to play. So that's why I really like the Chiefs too. It's gonna anyway, it's gonna be a fun weekend again. Another good weekend, another, another really good weekend of football. And thank you so much, guys. Make sure if you're thinking about betting on any of the games, you're gonna be betting on underdog fantasy. Use promo code FWW, get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 bucks. We want to thank Patrick one more time. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for coming in. Check out his page at Possession Arrow on Instagram, at Piero247 on Twitter, or check him out on Instagram at The Show Styler. The Show Styler. Um, thank you so much, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.